Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Now, I do want to speak to Dr. Chris Luke, who is an adjunct senior lecturer in public health at UCC. And I'm a little bit of a fan, I'll be honest with you, of his scribblings. Uh, Chris, good afternoon to you. Hi, Niall. That's very kind. Uh, Chris, at this latest... uh, you know, point that you've made that I suppose people were more photogenic, particularly women, I suppose, were more photogenic in the 40s, 50s and 60s because of the diet. Uh, you know, and we're now eating a lot of convenience food. I mean, were we not just kind of gorging on red meat and stuff like that in the 40s and 50s? Well, not really. I mean, the most important message, I suppose, I was trying to get across was just to ask people to look at the the, the, the pictures of their of their parents and, and and folks back in the you know the 1950s, and just remark how elegant I, I I'm, I'd say men and women were. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at pictures of the races or you know the oyster festival. In the well, we just have to look or, at the movie stars. If we look at the movie stars, which they wouldn't have the same makeup that they have nowadays, the Audrey Hepburns and Humphrey Bogarts and. Cary Grants and all these people, they were very attractive looking people, weren't they? They certainly were. And in fact, I think the Irish were basically imitating, you know, the the glamorous stars of of Hollywood. And of course, if you look particularly at pictures of, like, say, JFK's, John Kennedy's visit to Dublin and Cork in the 1963 uh, era, I mean, the pictures of the people there, you know, up and down the streets of of Cork and Dublin and, and Wexford, I mean, the people were extremely well dressed. They looked very Insta friendly. And the bottom line was, they were, you know, they were very slim because, I mean, there were a number of things I suppose you could say. The great sin was to smoke. I mean, everybody course, smoked yeah. in those days, and that was just the, the way it was. Uh, you know, it, it was, was almost normal. fashionable for women to smoke as well. Yes, they, I mean, well, yeah. you know, I mean, you had you had people like Ronald Reagan and many doctors, you know, in the states advertising Camel and Marlboro and so I've, on. I've played the ad on the air once or twice here, the old Camel ad. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it was absolutely standard practice. But aside from that, you know, they lived well. I mean. They, they say, I mean, I've heard it said that the average woman in Ireland walked 15,000 steps a day routinely, and the average man walked 18 to 20,000. That was just basic because they walked into town. Like they walked from, from Donnybrook or Renla or Drumcondra into town for their work. Uh, they hopped on trams and they, they hopped on bicycles. Mm-hmm. They ate very little. They had, you know, they had three meals a day, basically. That was absolutely standard. They there was fasted. no bars of chocolate or packets of crisps no, in I between. Mean, there weren't any snacks, basically. Yeah. You know, you might have a bit of fudge or some boiled sweets, but you didn't have packeted, you know, uh, uh, you know silver foiled, expensive protein Tubes bars. of Pringles, yes, like yeah. I would and, on a regular and you, basis. And you certainly didn't have uh, food being imported from California, you know, avocados and almond milk and well, so forth. Well, this is a kind of fad, this is a kind of vegan trend at the moment, isn't it? As yeah, well? well, I mean, I, I, I don't want to get too stuck into that, but I mean, I would just say... Ah, go I, on for the crack, you should get stuck oh, into well, it. Well, okay, <laughs> look, just for, for the crack. You know, a lot of the vegan diet is really eco-unfriendly. You know, stuff is being imported from all over the world at vast expense and with a huge carbon footprint. When what we should be doing is eating eating what is in season, our you know spuds and broccoli uh, and our, even our own mushrooms. You know, milk, fish, and and, and seaweed. You know, all that good stuff that uh, we we have an abundance on this on this beautiful island. 
Uh, and, and, and people, don't, people don't really sit around and eat anymore. Like when I was a young fella, you know, I mean, your mum would make a nice roast on a Sunday or she'd make a stew on a Thursday or we used to get barley and potatoes and she'd mix the barley and potatoes in water. I don't know what that was about. And oxtails and things like that. And things that we used to, And we, you're right, we had three meals. You had breakfast, dinner and tea and that was it. You had nothing in between. A bar of chocolates on a Friday if you were lucky. So, but my father used to eat stuff like, and you mentioned it here, liver, kidneys, tripe, cod's row, you know, a coddle all those kind of foods were they good for us? They were absolutely good for us I mean I grew up in Dublin you know in the 60s and 70s my mother who passed away bless her last year was 99 and in great settle apart from a few aches and pains in, in, mm. her, in her latter years but you know I mean I regularly dined on, on Cod's Row and Tripe and Tapioca and all that Oh I love Tapioca well, we Love Tapioca Yeah and you know rhubarb and custard oh, and the rhubarb was going out the back you know, so uh, we, we were, I think on, we talk about eco this and vegan, vegetarian, we talk about 5-2 diets, but the Irish basically were doing that in the 50s. I know they fasted on a Friday, that was an ancient tradition. Of course, and yeah, they a bit of fish. A bit of fish yeah. Which meant that their overall intake was about 500 calories. And that, of course, is what the science is telling us to do now. And, and of course, we, because we were all good Catholics and ate our fish on a Friday, we were guaranteed those Amiga oils. And, and, you know, so we were guaranteed the right intake of everything, really, weren't we? Yes, and austerity, of course. I mean, we had the war. I mean, my mother told me that, you know, they would have a rabbit or a, or a chicken brought up from a friend in the countryside every, every two or three weeks tops. And the rest of the time, they ate, you know, some cereals and some vegetables. So by dint of austerity in the war years, they, they got into the habit, and this is the thing, they got into the habit of just doing without walking uh, and getting on with it. And of course, the other thing was they, they dressed very well. They made, it, they made an effort. Yeah, they did, didn't they? Nowadays, I find, you know, that people look, I mean, young people, boys and girls, you know, when you see them on Instagram, as you said, you know, it's this kind of old Insta look nowadays. They all look the same. And maybe that's just my imagination or I'm just getting old. But they all kind of look the same. People don't look unique anymore. I mean, mean, when you, and I know some of the old pictures look a little bit grey because everybody, but men generally wore suits or jackets. You know what I mean? And they just now, am I being really old fashioned? No, you're not because, I mean, I think it's a very good point. I mean, people talk about the cult of the individual. But I think people, as exactly as you say, were, were far more individualistic. You know, you know, most men, I think, had one or two tailored suits yeah. that they wore on a Sunday or they wore to the dance and on a cap. Saturday or they wore when they were going out for something special, like the visit to the park or the visit to the races. And the rest of the time, they, you know, they, they, they wore their kind of a tweed, a tweed work jacket. Yeah. The women looked beautiful. I mean, they had frocks and, and dresses that were freshly, freshly made that, that year. And of course, they made it. My, my mother made her own clothes. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I don't know about you, but I well remember that every mother in the 60s and, and, and 70s had, had a knitting machine. patterns on the floor. The had, that's right. And they had a knitting machine and a, sew, uh, a sewing machine. A sewing machine. Yeah. Exactly. And they, they grew their own veg in the background. I mean, all the people, I mean, I grew up in Stillorgan. Well, I used to rob my neighbours now, in fairness. My neighbour next door. Had, my had neighbor, veg in the back garden. My neighbour next door had, now she was never there, God love her. She was an old woman and she had rhubarb growing abundance in our back garden and we used to climb over the wall and rabbit on her. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, exactly. I, I now love rhubarb, even though I didn't really, because I mean, that, you know, obviously there, there, there are things that we thought were sour and, and horrid back in the 60s when you were a kid, but I now love rhubarb. Oh yeah, dip it into a bit of sugar. You dip it into a bit of sugar and it was lovely. Yeah. Well, look, I could talk to you all day, Chris. It's yeah. a wonderful conversation yeah. and I completely agree with everything that you wrote in it. I suppose, uh, Niall, is to, listen, there's a lot to learn from grandma and granddad.
Yeah, absolutely. And a good balanced diet, not just eating Chinese takeaways every night. A good exactly. or pizzas. All right, listen, thank you very much indeed, Dr. Thanks, Chris Luke, who's an adjunct senior lecturer in the public in public health at UCC. Wonderful conversation. I'm gonna tell you what, we need to get Chris in for a long conversation. He has a lot to tell us and a lot to talk about. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio, the multi-award winning Niall Boylan show. Classic hits.